morning. Oh, come on, it's Christmas time now. Good morning is right. What a lovely day. You know, this week, the, the clouds have done their best to obscure our view. Those mountains have been wrapped like a blanket. But this morning, God stripped back the blanket and said, hey, here is why you live in the front range of Colorado. What a blessing. As the mountains are all around Jerusalem, so it, God is in the midst of your life, of his people. Today, we are going to celebrate and worship in the Christmas season the God who is willing to become a man on this planet for the goal of saving you. It came at just the right time in just the right way, and you will hear that through the cantata this morning. Now, if you are a first-time guest, and we have a few, we are so delighted to have you here. If you will take a Connect card out of the pew in front of you or use this Connect number, 970-279-3432, you just text it. I'm a guest here. Here's my name. Here's a contact information. We'll send you a gift in the mail or through the email, if that's what you share. Uh, that QR code also allows you to connect. You can share prayer requests or needs that are going on in your life. That's how we make sure we stay in touch. Now, you will also want to know that we have a new family member here at the Campion Church. All are welcome to attend and participate. Uh, and then we have the family that helps support and guide and make the decisions, and those are the members. And so to Campion, we have Eunice George, and there's her picture. She is transferring all the way her membership from the Philippines, a church there in the Philippines. And uh, we are so glad to have Eunice and you and your family here. I need, though, someone to say, hey, we want to welcome her here to Campion. And would you just all raise your hand? Eunice, this is your church family. We are grateful you are here. Amen. Now, there are three things we'd like you to know as we go into this new week. First of all, there is an elementary school Christmas program, but you will never know that it was put on by elementary school students. It is so incredibly well-planned for December 20th at 6 p.m. in the elementary school gym. Campion number two. There is a ministry appreciation dinner and business meeting this coming Monday night. At 5.30 is the meal. You come and eat, and we will have a succinct business meeting that follows, that works through the next year's budget. And who's invited to this? Every single member of the Campion Church. And you say, well, I'm not a member. Well, you come, and then we'll work that out later, all right? You're welcome. Supper starts at 5.30. We'll have you home with your kid. There is a kids program, so you can bring your kids during the business meeting. We'll have you on your way at 7.30. Campion number three is another concert. We just do a lot of music on this campus over the next couple of weeks. And the Campion Academy High School concert will be on December 17th at 7 p.m. And that will be in the high school gym. Now, what happens next? is that I would invite you to stand to your feet as we prepare to invite the God of Christmas to be our guest of honor through the, through the collective singing of joy to the world.
for our children's story, but we have a few explanations before the kids come forward. The sign says that the monies will be collected for HMS, and that is normally true. But today, and for the next three weeks, we have our Christmas tree offering. So instead of putting it into a, into a little school, you'll put it into this basket. And this basket, the kids will and we'll work with our children's ministries leaders, we'll decide what the money is used for, if it's HMS or some other children's ministries projects. The another thing to note, kids, is when you come up with your offerings, you'll put them in the basket and then return to your seat, and that's where I'll tell you your story from, okay? So let's collect our offerings. They'll be playing Away in the Manger. Feel free to sing along with it if you'd like, but kids, come and collect your offerings. I'm kind of curious, if I were to be up here right now with you guys sitting up front, I would ask you guys the question of all questions this holiday season, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> well, you're not up here, so I want to think back to when I was your age and what I wanted for Christmas. And I'll tell you that when I was, oh, I can't remember the exact year, but I want to put it at about nine years old, what I wanted most of anything in the world was a Kinex roller coaster set. How many of you know what connects are? All right, for those of you who don't, basically it's Lego, but it's like long sticks. Uh, so you put together these really cool architecture, engineering structures. I had this really neat connects, or connects roller coaster that I wanted. It was 2,600 pieces. The first hill stood three feet tall. You'd crank, crank, crank this chain. It'd pull a car up. It'd go around the top on its own. It'd come down the hill to do a loop-de-loop -loop even. I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. I need one. It took me three days to build it. So my parents got three days of free babysitting. Uh, you know, when you put it that way, like, wow, the investment isn't really that bad, is it, parents? <laughs> But something unfortunately happened to it. Part of the reason it took three days is because I have an older brother. And he did not get a Connects roller coaster set. And so he decided that his Christmas gift to himself was to sabotage my Christmas gift. If I were to ask you how you would feel if the Christmas gift that you opened in the morning was broken by the afternoon, how would you feel? You wouldn't be very happy, would you? To know that my Christmas gifts might get broken that same day? Let's be honest. Any Christmas gift ever get broken on the same day? Any Christmas gifts ever get broken on the same day? And the reality is, as much as I love my Connection Roller Coaster that I ultimately put together in three days, it too had to be broken. It's hard to think about that we're going to take all of this time with our Christmas gift, the thing that we want so badly. We want to keep it forever and ever. I have a son who desperately needs his own version of a Connection Roller Coaster, but it's in the form of a Lego train set. And I fear and I dread the fact that one day, Maybe even an hour after we're finished building it, it will be in pieces on the floor. It is heartbreaking to think that one day a Christmas gift that we love so much might be broken. But believe it or not, the greatest Christmas gift that I've ever heard of was made to be broken. We know in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, 
that when Jesus is explained that he's going to be coming, this is how the Messiah is to be born, is how it is explained in Matthew chapter 1. We know that in verse 21, you will name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. As tempting as it is to think about how our Christmas gifts are supposed to last forever, they won't. One day, they too will be in pieces. But is that okay? Because believe it or not, the greatest gift, Jesus himself, the reason for Christmas, was made to be broken for you and for me. And so let's not cling to things that are temporary because even the most eternal, the holy of holies, was made to be broken for us. And so I know it's crazy to think, but for our, our children's story today is kids, yeah, you're plastic and metal and electronic. You might love them forever, but even more important than that, this Christmas season, you have a gift in Jesus Christ. And that gift was made to be broken for you so that you can have a better gift of all, eternal life. Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to establish us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. Please stand with me as we pray together. God in heaven, you have promised us peace. What an incredible gift. Jesus, as we just think about the gift of your son, I pray that it would be new to us this year, that we would just remember that God, Emmanuel, came to be with us, and that we would just realize what that means to each one of us personally in our lives. Jesus, you have promised peace, and I know there are many of us here who do not have that peace. Uh, we are filled with grief, with sorrow, with anxiety, with worries about the future, maybe worries for loved ones or finances. Father, I want us just to take a minute because we want to put some of those issues into your hands. Father, you are trustworthy. We know that you are already at work to answer our prayers in your way and in your time because you understand what is best for each one of us. Lord, I pray that during this season, we would just open our hearts to you, 
that we would understand the immense gift and sacrifice that you've given to each one of us. And Father, that we would, you would give us boldness to go on and to proclaim that goodness to other people around us. Father, you are all wise, and we trust our lives to you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
To whom shall we liken God? To what likeness can we compare him? He brings princes to naught. He makes the rulers of this earth as nothing. Watch, therefore. Years of waiting are ending. This is the advent of God's promise. And what I say to you, I say to all who can listen, the light has come. A king deserving it of our worship, but with no form of majesty or armor and army to overthrow the oppressors. It is a mystery. To embrace the king, you need to lay down your expectations. This king, the baby that we need, not simply what we want. And he comes just when we need him most. He comes just as we need a king.
heart held so many things, mysteries, questions, hope, and fear, love, and acceptance. And now, at last, her arms held the promise, and she wrapped him in strips of cloth and placed him in a manger. How do I sing a lullaby to an infant king when choirs of angels sing to him through all eternity? Sin and death 
Mary recalled the words of the angel that she had found favor with God and that she would conceive a child and call his name Jesus, that he would save his people from their sins. But Jesus came as a baby in a manger and lived a humble life. His message was one of humility and service and love for all. The Jews were looking for a man, a king, a messiah, an anointed one who would lead and liberate them from the Roman oppression. And so it was that most Jews didn't know who he was.
to God in the highest. Have you heard? A child has been born unto us.
Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over all Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, because of you, love is born.
This was miracle upon miracle. Singing choirs, shaking shepherds, seeking the dawning close to the one king. And all of it was unfolding under the canopy of an azure desert sky where a new star was leading the celestial parade. Born is the king.
Fear not, do not be afraid, such are the abominations, admonitions of God's messengers. To his beloved children, your prayers have been heard, and God loves you. And now, though once fearful, we too can come like the shepherds, suddenly fearless and amazed at God's plan. Oh, 
How amazing what God has sent to us. His only son into the world that did not know him. And an oppressed people who long to see him. Every part of the story of the incarnation was designed to accomplish his will. To bind up the brokenhearted and to redeem the world. Now we look for God's promise again and we say, even so, come, Lord Jesus, come.
Galatians chapter 4. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son to redeem them that were under the law, that they might be, receive the adoption of sons. The Savior's coming was foretold in Eden. When Adam and Eve first heard the promise, they looked for its speedy fulfillment. They joyfully welcomed their firstborn son, hoping that he might be the deliverer. But the fulfillment of the promise tarried. Those who first received it died without the sight. From the days of Enoch, the promise was repeated through the patriarchs and the prophets and even to the final echoes of the Old Testament. But like the stars in their vast circuit of their appointed path, God's purposes know no haste and no delay, not on the universal field, nor in your personal life. In heaven's counsel, the hour for the coming of Christ had been determined. And when the great clock of time pointed to that hour, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. When the fullness of time had come. At this point, the systems of heathenism were losing their hold on the people. Men and women were weary of pageant and fable and pretense. They longed for a religion that could satisfy the cry of their heart. While the light of truth seemed to have departed from among men, there were souls who were still looking for that light. They were thirsty for something more. And you and I may find ourselves in that place today, thirsty for something more. His name, declared the angel, shall be called Emmanuel. God is with us. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. From the days of eternity, the Lord Jesus Christ was one with the Father. He was the image of God, the image of his greatness and majesty, the outshining of his glory. To this sin-darkened earth he came. He came, why? To reveal the light of God's love, to be God's with, God with us. The plan for our redemption was no afterthought. It was a plan formulated. It was a plan formulated from the foundation of the earth. It was an unfolding of the principles that from eternal ages had been the foundation of God's throne. So great was God's love. Why wouldn't he come to save his creation? And so he came that whosoever believed should not perish, but have everlasting life. When the fullness of time had come, God sent Jesus. And he's still available for us today, and so why not? In your heart, you've done it a hundred times, a thousand times. Maybe, maybe so, but maybe you could do it again for the first time. Do it again for the first time. Say, Jesus, I accept you. I'm all yours. We're going to close this worship with an invitation for all to go tell it on the mountain.
while we sing this collective anthem, this commitment anthem to take the message of hope that was delivered to us, to the world, the ushers will pass through the congregation. They'll collect our tithes and our offerings and our connect cards, our prayer request cards. If you're a guest here, you, you need to know you don't need to give anything. Well, you can give, but you don't need to. We want you to be our guest today as we worship Jesus Christ, the newborn king. The ushers will pass through. And then, instead of a spoken benediction, I invite you to remain standing for a musical benediction, reverently closing the service. Would you stand, though, now and join us in this closing. Son 
Thank you. 